Welcome to Museum Archipelago. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum Archipelago is your audio guide through the landscape of museums. Each episode is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started. Okay, great. Uh, my name is Carrie Dilley. I'm the Visitor Services and Development Manager here at the Atapiki Seminole Museum on the Big Cypress Reservation. Um, I've been at the museum for about three years now, and um, I'm charged with kind of studying our visitation, um, providing excellent customer service, and also managing our membership, um, education, outreach, and development programs. Before we begin, I'd like to ask you about the three anniversaries that the tribe and the museum are commemorating in 2017 the 200-year anniversary of the first attack of the Seminole War, the 60th anniversary of the signing of the Constitution, and the 20th anniversary of the opening of the Atatiki Museum. Sure. Um, um, As you said, this year is very important for the tribe as a whole. Um, It does mark the 200th anniversary of the start of the first Seminole War. In 1817, General Edmund Gaines attacked the Nikosuke settlement at Fowltown, and effectively declared war on the Seminoles. So that was kind of the start of the conflict. And from 1817 to 1858, it was a a period of unrest for the Seminoles. So it was kind of a constant um, war period. And um, after that time, many Seminoles, um, you know, the ones who remained here, there are about 300 Seminoles left after the war period. And they formed um, the modern Seminole tribe, as we know today, which has, um, I think, upwards of 4,000 tribal members. So the Seminoles alike today are descendants of those, those remaining Seminoles after the war period. In the 1950s, um, the Seminoles were at risk of being terminated as a tribe, um, which pretty much would have uh, revoked all their government aid. Um, so they started to make trips to Washington um, through their representatives, and in 1957, they um, created a constitution and bylaws, uh, effectively creating the federally recognized Seminole Tribe of Florida. So that's a big, big anniversary for us to happen on August 21st, 1957. So this year um, celebrates 60 years of the founding of the Seminole Tribe of Florida. Um, so. You know, the Seminoles have always been um, very adamant about preserving their culture, and um, that's pretty much the role of the museum here. So in the 1980s, um, they decided they wanted to establish a museum, and it came to, the plans came to fruition around 1997 um, when we opened our doors, and we actually uh, opened the museum on the same day as the anniversary of the founding of the tribe. So the museum's 20th anniversary, which occurs this year, is also on um, August 21st. So we have, um, you know, several goals here at the museum, but really we strive to preserve um, the Seminole culture, and we work a lot with Seminole tribal members in making that happen. I see. On a day-to-day basis, kind of from a visitation perspective, what do you, who who comes in? Yeah, so we have a variety of visitors to the museum. Um, We have a lot of school groups. So they'll come from surrounding counties in South Florida. Um, We also have a lot of, um, you know, just vacationers or people who are coming, like, in the the high season of visitation for Florida, which is in the winter months. Um, we We have a lot of visitors from Canada. And then we also have a lot of visitors from Europe, as well as, you know, just Florida residents. 
Um, and for tribal members, we try to do a lot of programs specific to tribal youth. Um, so today, for instance, we have what we call museum hour. And at that time, um, students at the Boys and Girls Club here on the reservation in Big Cypress, they come to the museum for an hour and they do different activities and sometimes we have different lectures. Um, so we try to, you know, always do things to engage the tribal audience. So whether it's standalone programming or events um, or just general invitations to exhibit openings, um, and we distribute like a lot of flyers on the reservation. So mm -hmm. the tribal audience makes up about 8% of our total visitation. So this this blog post that you wrote, What a Wonderful World, uh, I was very surprised to see so many people from Europe and specifically so many people from Germany uh, who come to the museum. And I thought you made an excellent point um, about the difference between the the sort of generalized international visitation to Florida and the specific visitors to Florida for the museum. And I, w I was wondering, maybe getting away from the the data a little bit, kind of what is your gut feeling? What do people from Europe tell you? Uh, why that interest uh, from Germany in particular and Europe in general? Um, so we've been told a few different things. Um, I know one of the reasons that our German tourists are so interested in visiting is um, it actually stems from the work of the author Carl May. Um, he's a German author and he wrote a lot of books um, about the American West. And so I think that, you know, a lot of Germans come here, they grew up reading those books, and there's just this fascination with Native American culture. So I think that's kind of why the Germans in particular kind of come to the museum. Um, but all the European visitors I've talked to just really seem interested in the culture. So they're not looking for the shopping experience or the beach experience. I mean, maybe they are. Um, but they're really just fascinated by the interactions they've had um, with the tribal members and just learning more about the culture here. So I think it's really that cultural experience that they're looking for. That's 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 remarkable. And so you collect this data in the in a guidebook. You you sort of invite people to to log where they're from in a guidebook. Yes. Uh -huh. So. When visitors come to the museum, um, we ring them up and then we ask them to find the guest registry. So it's not dissimilar from other museums um, where you would kind of sign a log, but we don't have a mailing list, so we're not really asking for emails or addresses or anything like that. Uh, but it's really something that I implemented about two years ago, and I really wanted to see where our visitors were from. Um, you know, we knew we had a lot of European visitors, but we didn't really know how many we had. And we've been able to use this data to, um, you know, kind of provide resources for those visitors because, you know, we had our, we have our exhibits in one language. Um, we had all, all of our maps in one language, all the signage in one language. So, you know, we're kind of trying to hone in on our true audience and then offer them resources so that they can better navigate um, their visit to the museum. So we offer the museum guide in um, German, French, and Spanish. And we also recently added a couple more languages to the list. So now we have Danish, um, Finnish, and Swedish, I believe. So each year we're probably going to add three new languages to the list um, based upon our visitation. So it's pretty cool. And I think the visitors are kind of surprised that um, we offer those museum guides in different languages to accommodate them. So do you know sort of for general European visitors 
uh, how much they know about American history? Like, would they be able to tell you what was going on in U.S. politics 200 years ago? And um, A, how do you, if you do at all, kind of collect this information? Is it mostly anecdotal? And then B, how do you think about providing sort of guideposts that people from other countries might be familiar with to um, attach on to? Um, I think that, you know, our tour guides, um, they're the ones who work in front of us. So I think that, you know, they try to engage with our visitors. We, we don't really have any way of collecting that um, type of data. But it would be through the conversations that we have. We have really friendly staff, and most of the time, unfortunately, I'm tucked away in my office. But whenever I get the the opportunity to run the front desk or the museum store, um, I always like to talk to people about where they're from and, you know, not just a generic, oh, how did you hear about us, but really trying to figure out um, what drew them to the museum because it's um, it's an adventure to get out here, <laughs> like in the, the center of Fort Lauderdale. So pretty much any visitor who's here drove at least an hour to get here. Um, so yeah, I think that um, there might be certain things that they connect with, but you know, our goal is to really provide a more complete um, version of this small story. Is there any other uh, what when you sort of look at at, at your your role in the next year or so for 2017, uh, is there any new piece of um, data that you want to try and collect? Sort of, how are you thinking about, um, how are you thinking about like new projects for 2017, new sort of work resolutions, if you will? I personally find the visitation trends very, very interesting. So, you know, I wish I could devote all my time to um, kind of honing in on, on our audience a little more. But I would say, you know, using this information that we've already gathered, you know, it helps us fine-tune our marketing. Um, and I'd love to branch out into some international marketing. We don't really do any of that. So the exposure that we're getting in other countries is just kind of um, luck, I guess you could say. Um, so I think that, you know, being able to, you know, come with the data and be able to justify, you know, some kind of marketing in Germany or Europe in general um, I think that would be great. And I'm going to be doing a lot of fundraising for our permanent exhibit redesign plans. Um, so once the, the exhibits have been redesigned, they're going to give a more comprehensive um, story. So we're going to be tracing a lot of, you know, the really old Seminole history and then more of the modern day um, Seminole culture. This has been Museum Archipelago. We hope you enjoyed your visit. Notes on this episode can be found at museumarchipelago.com. Next time, bring a friend.